0: For more information about this and other podcasts we produce, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com. And now, for this week's episode. Cinema Catch-Up Club. My name is Stephen Platt. Thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. This week is a bit of a special episode because the week this episode is being released, it's my birthday! Hooray! I'm still alive. Um, And so because of that, I'm allowing myself once a year when it comes to the birthday time that I get to pick the film for no particular reason other than I really enjoy it. So uh, that is exactly why we are reviewing 1980s Zucker brother comedy, Airplane. Or, as it's known uh, here in Australia, Flying High. Uh, the film's actually got about 20 different titles, depending on which country you are. Um, but we'll, we'll stick with Airplane for today. Uh, joining me to review Airplane, as always, we have someone who has seen the film and someone who has not. Our guest who has not seen the film and returning to the podcast, it's Ellen Sears. Welcome back, Ellen.
1: Thanks for having me, it's nice to be back.
0: And just a reminder for the folks at home, who are you and what do you do?
1: I am a PhD student currently in the death throes of writing at my PhD thesis, looking at the role of dance in musical theatre. However, today my job was to go and get a filling in one of my teeth, so I'm very glad that the uh, anesthetic <laughs> is worn off because I had a bit of a fat lip for most of the day. Mm. I was concerned about <laughs> coming in and recording things like, "blah blah" dribbling on the microphone, but...
0: Well, so far, no dribble. Yes, so well we're done. doing
1: very well thus far. So, hopefully, Maya. Uh, and luck of course, uh,
0: the PhD race between yourself and uh, Sarah Curtis as well. Uh,
1: uh, she's still beating me.
0: Yep. Okay. <laughs> no, just just checking. It's always good to
1: check. <laughs> she's still beating me, but that's fine. I'm catching up slowly, slowly.
0: Okay. Uh, and you have not seen Airplane? No, I haven't. Um, we've known each other quite a while. Yes. Um, how have you not seen Airplane is, is my question. Do you know,
1: I've seen little bits of it. I've seen little clips and things, but I don't think I've ever seen the whole thing all the way through. I'm sure it's been on TV a bunch of times. I don't know. It's just something just just never crossed my radar In its entirety. I mean, that's like Moulin Rouge. You took me four tries to actually get to see that all the way through. Mm. So, it's just been one of those things where I've seen lots of clips from it. I know a lot of the jokes from it. Is this going to be another one of those films where I'm going to be watching it going, ah, that's that joke. That's that pun. That's that reference. Yes. No, which has happened to me a lot with the films that I haven't No,
0: And joining us as our guest who has seen the film uh, And making his second appearance on the podcast uh, And the first time since we visited the Planet of the Apes It's Dan Buckle, everyone Mm, Hello And uh, who are you, Dan, and what do you do? That's a good
2: question Something that I get asked every time I wind up in some random's house Uh, I'm I'm an actor, improviser, and uh, children's entertainer
0: You have seen Airplane? I have indeed And, uh, in in a vague non-spoilery kind of way, um, what are your thoughts on the film Airplane? My, I
2: I would describe it as a dad joke in cinematography version. Mm. As in, it's, it, for me, uh, it just is puns and, and and dad jokes, Mm. um, all the way through. And it's, I guess there's a plot... I'm never really focusing on the plot... Mm. More the little visual gags... um, uh, And... Really blunt obvious gags... But basically it's... It's Snakes on a Plane... Without the Snakes... Without Samuel L. Jackson... In his place, Leslie Nielsen, the next best thing to Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. And... Well, the
1: L
0: in uh, Samuel L. Jackson sounds for Leslie Nielsen, as we all know. Yeah, yeah,
2: mm. indeed. Common knowledge. Yeah. Um, uh, and um, the two have such a similar acting style. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I actually, you know what? Come to think of it, I can't even remember how it ends.
0: Mm.
2: But I don't think that's important.
0: Uh, it's about no. the journey, it just is like a... an
2: airplane itself. Yes. Right? I
0: yes. mean, I've never been on an airplane. Okay, well, sometimes it's good to get to the end of the journey on an airplane, just okay. saying. You but, don't um, want it to just stay up in the air the whole yeah. time, that
1: would be a bit bad. But yeah, from what I understand, it's essentially just you, Stephen, just condensed into movie form, more or less. But maybe you, like, four or five years ago, when, like, you were just, like... I told pun, more pun, jokes. Pun. Yeah, no, when you, yeah. When, when you just, like, would list off, like, 20 puns in a row. Mm.
0: Yeah, I, I was such a lovely person to know.
2: Stephen, you used to be even cooler than you are now.
0: I know, I can't believe <laughs> I can't believe I've changed so much. So, guys... Shall we watch the film?
2: Sure. Sounds good.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> make sure that you have your um, autopilots nearby as we prepare to watch Airplane. Airplane. Okay, everybody, welcome back. We have just finished watching Airplane, and by we, I, of course, mean uh, Miss Ellen Sears. Hello. And uh, Mr. Daniel Buckle. Mm, hello. So, uh, we should probably start with you, Ellen. Mm-hmm. What did you think of Airplane?
1: Yeah, it was all right.
0: That's a very succinct <laughs> review. Cool. Good night, everyone. <laughs> yes, Stephen, we've got to be out in the next five minutes. Oh, okay, right, right. Oh, parking, yes. Um... Yeah, so it was okay? It was all right?
1: Yeah, it was okay. I wouldn't say that it's something that I would be like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen sort of thing. But yeah, it was all right. Cool. I, okay. f- I, f- I feel like for me, like, obviously it's 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 a pun every other second, more or less. Yes. If not, you know, several puns every other second. I don't know. It's At certain points, I was like, I don't know where to look. I don't know if I should be listening to what's going on or if I should be looking in the background. I feel like it's something I need to watch again.
0: Well, I'm happy to watch it again. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you are. I'm sure you are. Mm.
1: But yeah, there was a lot of stuff, as I suspected, that has been kind of, um, I'm thinking of the word dissolved, but it's not dissolved.
0: Uh, disseminated?
1: No, uh, so- sort of.
0: Mm. Um, spread?
1: Something like that. It's, uh, it's, essentially it's Essentially, it's made its way into like the pop culture mm. idiom. There's a sentence that's better than that, but my brain can't think of it right now. Mm. Um, yeah, so there was a lot of bits where I was like, oh yeah, I've seen this bit or I've seen this bit in something else or whatever mm. so yeah most of it was just spent doing that to be honest there, okay. w- there were a few genuinely laugh out loud funny bits but like the thing is is that i can't remember them off the top of my head mm. most of them apart from who was the um oh my god what was his name the character's name johnny the guy who unplugged the dick yes thing.
0: yes johnny uh, yeah played by um uh, stucker
1: i think i think he might have been my favorite
0: that's to be honest, though, that was my my, uh, my suspicion coming into this film was that you would probably identify with Johnny the Best and we, yeah. will, we will get on to him uh, because he's It's just fabulous. me. It's yeah, just me. It's he... like
1: the stuff I would do if somebody said, just like hang around in the background of this film and just like mess stuff up. Hmm. That's the kind of stuff that I would do, but with possibly more singing.
0: Possibly. Although he did sing a bit. Yes, he uh, did. Daniel, uh, re-watching this film for the first time in, I imagine, several years...
1: Uh, about sh- about two years. About I two think. years. Okay,
0: but, um, but I was drunk last time. Ah, okay. So only half cans. Mm, yes.
1: Um, Were wh- you playing the drinking game? No, no, no. There I should wasn't. be a drinking game for this. I,
0: I imagine there mm. is. Surely,
1: I, f- I feel like there's probably a few of them and floating out there don't on. Don't the surely. But if you, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but if you have a drinking problem, obviously you can't partake. In <laughs> no, a absolutely,
1: because you'd just be <sighs> throwing shots of whiskey into your eyes. On that
2: particular note. Yes. Um, I, I was just saying before we started recording that I, I'd forgotten how many of the, the sort of like in jokes and repetitive gags that I have with friends and family come from that film. Mm. The drinking problem one, mm. I totally did not remember it came from there. And it's a joke that I make a lot. Mm. Say, sorry, I've got a drinking problem. Spill it on self. Mm. Hilarity ensues. Yeah. And I will now <laughs> feel shame at having plagiarized that. <laughs> For so long,
1: as well, long as you weren't like trying to say no, this is my gag. Yeah, I may have Entirely. done that. Oh no, yeah,
2: I, may, I may have. Well,
1: oh, that's it, all right. But
0: well, if... I think the Zucker's would be okay with that. Not yeah. in a, not in a legal sense, just in a uh, that they've inspired an entire generation. Yeah. Well, um,
2: they a say there's, ju- a Zuck, there's a Zucker born every minute. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank you. God. A few
1: generations, really. Well, yes, I mean the because, film
0: yeah. 1980, so it's 37. Yeah, it's it's 37 years old at this point. Um, just just I, I took a few notes. Um, which. I actually forgot to do until quite a bit into the film just because <laughs> I, I really enjoy this film. Um, it's a tremendously good fun. Uh, we start with um, a, a very topical reference at the time to Jaws with the uh, the, yeah. the top of the plane going through the clouds.
1: Mm. And then, and coming right out of it.
0: Mm. Yes. Uh, Lots um,
1: of very topical kind of um, things like that from films from the late 70s, though. They had Saturday Night Fever. Mm-hmm. They had, I'm trying to think of other ones off the top of my head.
0: Um, well, I mean, um, the, the the film itself is um is a is a reference to a lot of those disaster films that yep. were popular in the fifties and the sixties, and specifically is a parody of a little-known film called Zero Hour. Uh, which was released in 1957. Uh, it was a film that actually had a main character named Ted Stryker, uh, same same as this film, and uh, had such famous not-meant-to-be-funny lines like, we need to find someone who can not only fly this plane but didn't have fish for dinner. So they essentially remade that film but as a comedy. And I think the really great thing that the Zuckers and um, Abrams, the three directors, did was that they got wonderful like straight actors this is a film full of um mm. straight men comedians essentially because uh, obviously you've got leslie nielsen uh, performing in his first comedy this mm. is his first ever comedy um you've got lloyd bridges as macrosky who's <laughs> fantastic you got peter graves as captain over just all these really like straight laced stone faced serious looking men in
1: ties yeah. and White shirts, yeah, but yeah.
0: but saying just the most ridiculous, silly things with mm. a straight face, and it's just such a lovely balance.
2: Yeah, that is actually why i i i disagreed. I, I know we're going to get to that in a bit, but mm. I disagreed on on some of your favorite characters. Apparently, mm. I didn't like Johnny um mm. at all. In fact, uh, I don't know whether i i blocked his memory out from before mm. when I watched it, but I. Actively disliked him. Really, I thought, I thought wow. he was offensive to the tone of the film because of that thing. He was always playing it for gags, mm. as opposed to the others who were just playing it absolutely to mm. the hilt. It's and, interesting you say that because
0: because Johnny is um, as a character is, is only in the last third of the film, really, um, and he's just sort of peppered in at points, uh, mm. o- almost, almost showing, I suppose, the. Absurdity of this of this world, which is supposed to be very serious, but you've got all sorts of visual gags, like oh, the shit's really going to hit the fan, and then we see some poo yep. hit the fan, you know. That, kind that, of... that was subtly done, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know things like watermelons just dropping from the sky, or um, Captain Over's wife being in uh, bed with with a horse, <laughs> you know, just just things like that, where it's just. Um, <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Um,
1: I want to know, how that was very clever how they did that. But also as well, I love the the shot that they were like, we're just going to have a vulture just perched on his shoulder for yeah. one shot. And then that, how much, like, and then they had the fish as well. They and the a elephant. Lot of, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of animals in this film. A
1: lot of animals in this film.
0: Mm. And what I love is that they were
2: just treated, of course, it, the vulture was just there. It wasn't even referenced. Mm. The uh, the yeah. horse was dealt with absolutely seriously. Uh, and it even provided some nice serious acting.
1: Where, yeah. where were they supposed to be when they were with the elephant? Were they meant to be in Africa somewhere or?
0: Uh, they were in Drambui. Uh, <laughs> is where yeah, they which they were. is a type
1: of alcohol. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, I, they never specified. Uh, it's obvi-
1: yeah, yeah, the way they were framing it was, oh, this is like meant to be somewhere in, you Vietnam
0: know. Vietnam or somewhere like that.
1: Yeah, or like maybe Africa, but it was it was an Asian elephant, so
0: mm. Yeah, it was. A... I totally picked up on that
2: as well. Did mm. you? <laughs> no. No, no. <laughs> no, you
1: know how you know if it's mm. an Asian elephant or an African elephant? Asian uh, ele-
2: you, you don't assume and you maybe have a conversation with it? Absolutely.
1: No, no. But Asian elephants have got much smaller ears. If they've got mm. little ears, like about the size of their head, it's an Asian elephant. If they're big ears, it's mm. an African elephant. Mm. African elephants are a lot bigger.
0: And it's noticing little details like that, which is something that you picked up on, Dan, um, throughout this film is that, there are so many little details throughout every scene of mm. just little gags, little jokes mm. here, there, just peppering their way throughout the film.
2: I, I like, yeah, it, start, it starts um, a little bit with the, um, uh, as you said, the Jaws thing of the plane's uh, tail fin flying through the clouds and just at, in, in at impossible ways. Um, but then just in the background, you'll have things that... Um, as you said, Alan It's hard to, to tell Whether to listen Or to watch And whether to watch The main action Or just any action But What's particularly... happening Behind
1: the main people Oh god You miss mm. all these things And somebody's like Oh, this happened you're like Where? What? Crap, can we go back? Like, yeah
2: Yeah Good rewatchability And also um, uh, I, I love the style Of just playing The absurdity In the background And if you If you get it Great If you don't Great And it's just Absolutely taken as serious By everyone in the world mm. Except Johnny Who I was yeah. annoyed at Yeah
0: <laughs> Smoking or non-smoking? Smoking, please. Ticket's on fire.
1: And then when he gets on the plane, the ticket is still Ticket's yeah. still on fire. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Good follow-through for the jokes. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Um, what I like about this film, um, well, one of the things I like is that they have a they have a very bad but sort of just very dramatic love story at the centre of it between um, yeah. Stryker and Elaine. Well, you have Elaine. to. You have to have um, the love story. I, but I really like the way that Robert Hayes and Julie Haggerty played those roles as Ted, mm. Ted and Elaine. And this was Julie Haggerty's first film, mm. I believe. Mm. This was her debut. She's
1: beautifully earnest. It's yeah. lovely.
0: And, you, you know, they play up to those roles perfectly, even in the um, From Here to Eternity bit where they're getting washed around in the waves.
1: Yeah, perfect. Yeah. So good.
0: Yeah. Um, and then the fish... Yeah, and there's just, just a catfish. And just again, more animals.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then we're gonna cover you in seaweed. It's so lovely, and her hair was full of sand, and I was just like, "Oh god, that's could be mm-hmm. so uncomfortable." I did, I did, I did a shoot like that once. I had to lie in the ocean for a couple of hours in the middle of like, I think it was like April. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it was nice and cold. It was yeah. very cold, and yeah. I was in like a full like. Uniform. It was mm. very cold, so <laughs> I have great respect for them because it doesn't look like it's very warm on that beach mm. no. where they're on. There was something you said about the beach. What did you say about oh, the beach?
0: The, yes, the beach that they filmed that sequence on with uh, Ted Striker and Elaine Dickinson is the beach that Charlton Heston discovers uh, the Statue of Liberty on in the original Planet of the Apes. So uh, welcome back, then. Yeah. Can
2: can you please uh just have me back on for every tiny link to a, to a Planet of the Apes thing like, like... a
1: si- like a 6 degrees of Kevin Bacon type thing exactly, but yes. with that film. Yes. Or
0: specifically that beach. We'll just that beach 6 alone degrees of be that great. beach from the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah James no, that...
2: Franco once had a tour on this
0: beach. Ooh. Well, you know he was also in the new remake of uh, Planet of the Apes. Ooh. Exactly. <laughs> so there you go. It's all connected. Um there's it's kind of hard to do a plot breakdown on this film because it's essentially just a series of sketches thrown together, and that that's where they that came. just so sort of happened to take place
1: on a plane. Yeah. yeah,
0: and I mean, this started out um, the the Zucker's were working on a sketch show in the '70s, which was the Kentucky Fried uh, Sketch Show, or something like that. Um, and so this kind of this film was born out of that, and it mm. essentially threw everything. and There's so many wonderful things. Um, uh, for example having the the jive talking uh, African Americans who have subtitles uh, which are very um what you'd call wholesome white america subtitles <laughs> so while one of them's going she it says Godly. golly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and they were really they were really wonderful and well used and then you have the old lady later in the film who says excuse me i speak jive <laughs> um that was um, a lovely line yeah she she was absolutely lovely and again it was that thing of everyone treating everything very Seriously, mm. except Johnny, um, I'm beginning. I'm beginning to see this this theme now. Um, and mm. yeah, it, it's weird because obviously, when I first watched this film as a child, Johnny really stands out. As how being, old
1: were you when you watched this? Because there's a lot of boobs in it.
0: There is one shot of exposed breasts. Um, yeah, but there's like another
1: one of, of boobs in. With, it's got the shot with the jelly, the shaking jelly, and then the shaking boobs. Yeah, where she very obviously doesn't have a bra on as well.
0: Look. Uh, not to, uh, denigrate my, my parents, specifically my father, um, <laughs> I'm going to say I was probably 10, but maybe younger. That's, um,
1: yeah. To be fair, I watched a lot of Monty Python films at about the same sort of age.
0: Yeah. And it was, um, yeah, but the, 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 again, it's, it's, and as a 10 year old, Johnny, I think is actually quite a good character because you've got all these old people being quite serious. And even though they're doing funny things and there's cutaways, I think Johnny is essentially light relief from some of that tension that comes in when it starts getting more serious in the, towards mm. the end of the film. Even though they're doing jokes like, oh, they've got instruments,
1: do, 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 do. you know, you've got her <laughs> those... pretending to play the clarinet. Yeah, I was like that's some good fake playing right there. Oh. You don't have your fingers mm. on the right keys, but that's fine. And I'd co-
2: love to see extended footage of that part. Actually, <laughs> that was quite good.
1: I just want to see somebody do that with the Cantina song from Star Wars. <laughs> 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 like, do 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 do
0: do. <laughs> Yeah, but you you, so I think maybe Johnny is brought in there, um, to to throw in that light relief to some of the extreme tension because there are less jokes in that bit, and also all of Stephen Stucker's lines are improvised. He doesn't have a script, he is improvising everything.
2: You know what? It shows. Mm. I say that, I say that
0: as a proud improviser myself. I know, but it shows. But I will say, my favorite line from the film is one of his, which is. (laughs) And Leon's getting larger. <laughs> and that guy just
1: looks at him like, Bitch, did you really? <laughs> like, yeah. Just...
0: Yeah. What can you make out of this? Well, I can make a hat or a brooch or a pterodactyl. <laughs> like that is funny. It, you can't it deny is, it's not funny. It is. It, it,
2: most of his lines were funny. Mm. I just didn't like the delivery because it jarred so much with the rest of the film. Mm. The
0: tower, the tower, Rapunzel, Rapunzel. Yeah, and then you, 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 you are it's right. The, yeah, yeah it's, it does slightly throw a bit of grit into the uh, finely greased wheel that is this script <laughs>
1: they did a, they did a couple of other interesting things because something that um because i was obviously on for the Spaceballs episode and there's that very 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 long panning shot at the beginning mm. they did a couple of similar things in here as well which i was like oh, it's yeah a-. The, the,
0: it the, is the quite really similar.
1: yeah like the really long panning shot over the instruments which just kept going and going and going mm. they had another couple like they had the one where they were in the car and he was very obviously holding the wheel straight but the um, background projection bit that they were filming in front of was like, whoa, 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 like oh, going yeah. from side to side. And that was a fun visual gag. I enjoyed that.
0: And that, I think, is the genesis of the very famous Naked Gun title sequence. Because yes. obviously, the TV mm. show Police Squad, which they hired Leslie <laughs> Nielsen to play uh, Frank Drebin. Of course, yes. Uh, had a lot of that where he's driving the car and, again, being very straight-laced. But in the background, there's like the Colosseum, even though it's meant to be in New York <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. You know, he's like, I'm in Little Italy. And there's just the Colosseum behind him, that sort of thing and again with the title sequence with the mm. sirens in naked gun mm. i think that's the genesis of this joke and it's used really well where you just see them like mow down a cyclist all of a sudden just a bicycle appears behind them as just a like, crash yeah. and this guy went shaking over the... his fist yeah. that's... and
1: then a whole fleet of horses and... yeah
2: that's what i loved about about uh this film's dealing with uh the the mix of absurdity and and um, seriousness was mm. it had start out because the background had started out very normal and, and built progressively, but it built in a fantastic way. First, it it acknowledged uh, a, a kind of uh, reality type, type absurd joke where the guy um, on the bike gets hit by the car, rolls over the car, and they acknowledge the seriousness of it by having him go, you know, whoa, what the hell? You just hit me. But then it gets just more and more silly from that. Mm. Uh, and so often they... They, um, do that initial serious kind of joke and then just make it, they up the silly after, after treating it with respect, mm. uh, which, which I really love.
1: Like as, that meet cute with the kid when he turns up with the coffee yes. and he's like, hello, I was just, I just happened to be walking past with two cups of coffee mm. and would you like some? Mm. And then all of a sudden she just starts dropping stuff and he's like, what? Oh yeah. When she <laughs> says,
0: yeah, yeah like, I like my coffee. Yeah, how how I like do, my men. <laughs> yeah. Do you want cream? Uh, no, thank you. I like, I like it black. Like my men. And the, the, again, <laughs> the joke there is that that's a funny line, but it's delivered by like a, a nine-year-old girl. That's mm. that's the really funny thing for a viewer looking at that or going. And after the
2: initial sort of almost set up joke of, oh, there's these kids who are just doing a kind of adulty type, oh, I'd like to maybe talk with you right now mm. sort of thing and drinking coffee and stuff. Yeah. And then, bam, ratchet up the absurd it's, y- it's a wonderful... Um, mm. Mm set up joke almost to a punchline joke
0: um i just before we move on too far having kareem abdul jabbar in this film (laughs) as roger murdoch um was was really fun Mm -hmm. yeah really really good use of him and pretty good acting as well like when he grabs jimmy and saying look you don't know what it's like to be a professional (laughs) basketballer um was absolutely wonderful um just just absolutely fantastic even and it's it's really refreshing even though this film is almost 40 years old, it is refreshing to see someone who works in, like, a professional athlete capacity Mm. willing to take the mick out of themselves. Mm. Yeah. I I think people do really appreciate that. It's a bit like... um Australia's first ever Winter uh, Olympic gold medal winner, Steve Bradbury. Um, oh, that guy yeah.
1: who won because all everybody the other else ice skaters fell over <laughs> on, <laughs> the last, on the last lap, and so
0: he just skated through. And he uh, was like,
1: "Woo!" But the thing is, is that he only got through to it because in the preliminaries, everybody fell over, yeah. and like it was like a complete accident. So he ended up like winning. Yeah. at the Olympics but, on a technicality because everybody else just fell over.
0: <laughs> but, but then and, uh, stayed standing. Yeah, yeah, good but, on him. But then he then did commercials later where um, they're in a supermarket and people are running towards the aisle and they all fall over and he just walks through and <laughs> gets his shopping. So, wow. you know, I, I appreciate that. And I, I think um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was absolutely fantastic in this and particularly good, did really well with the jokes of the, you got clearance, clearance. Okay, what's your vector, Victor? Roger, roger. Over, what? Yeah, yeah. all that stuff was just absolutely Yeah, very wonderful. classic,
1: like who's on first kind mm. of um, wordplay comedy which is always nice and then it keeps coming back and like yeah they revisit a lot of things again
2: they they played it fine without without looking for laughs Mm. Uh, but then they would just refer to their names normally when it was not funny so they Mm. carried on the
0: honoring of
2: the reality that they
0: set up it was just wonderful the flashback sequences—you did note that they were quite they're long. They're so long, but and of, like funny.
1: deliberately, yeah. obviously, really long. Like they have—it's the same kind of comedy that you get when you have the really long panning shots. Like the bit at the end where they're kissing, and it just goes around and around <laughs> and around, and you hear the singers and try and go higher, and eventually and like, and around they around. can't yeah. sing
0: higher anymore, <laughs> and they all break.
1: Yeah. Mm. yeah like um, those kind of things by dragging it out and obviously the first time they do the big flashback where he's like oh yeah stuff and then it comes back and the lady who he's talking to has hung herself from the ceiling and then you just never see her again like yeah. what happened to her body who knows
0: yeah well, that's just it I, I really like the fact all the people strike are talking to are trying to kill themselves because they're finding this story so boring yeah um was really fun but
1: the whole thing is is that it is boring it's a boring romance story and you're like oh yeah. i know exactly how this is gonna end and that's kind of the whole point and that's what makes it funny because yeah. you're just sitting there like mm-hmm. and it's also <laughs> the
0: fact that those scenes are played really well for laughs with a lot of the jokes like making the allusions to Saturday Night Fever, mm. the bar fight with the Scout girls. That and was with so the great. Scouts. Oh, my God. Yes, so they
1: good. were so into that. They were mm. kicking the crap out I mean, of each and again, other. again,
2: they weren't doing like comedy fighting or anything. No, they, they were brawling. They were really getting into it. Yeah. And that's
0: where the humor comes from. Yes. You have two men dressed as Girl Scouts beating the crap out of each with other. With pigtails. With of pigtails. <laughs> and everyone else in the bar ignoring them. <laughs> That's and the bit the really like good. along
1: the bar and into the jukebox and then everybody's like, oh, I like this song. And they all just start <laughs> dancing. It's like, yeah. okay, sure. <laughs> that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it was it was really fun. Um,
1: and then they come and fight again at the end. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's what ends the flashback.
0: My favorite moment and indeed favorite joke from the flashbacks, though, is um, the war is hell joke. Where that oh, Johnson over there thinks he's still in the trenches. Oh, he thinks he's Ethel Merman. Oh
1: yeah, no. I tell you what, that's like I I I kn- I knew about that cameo and I've seen that clip before. But there's just something so wonderful about Ethel Merman just <laughs> doing her Ethel Merman thing. Yep. Yeah. Dragging herself out of the bed.
0: Uh, fun thing with Ethel Merman. A couple of uh, from the IMDb trivia troll. Oh yes. Uh, Ethel Merman's was only available for the afternoon because she spent all morning having her hair done. By her own hairdresser, which she brought to the set. <laughs> that,
1: that does not surprise me. And
0: it was her final film appearance before her death four years later. What? Wow. Yeah, that's the last film Ethel Merman's in. Isn't oh that
2: my time? gosh! Oh, that's that's not right. I, and I, it was a really good cameo. Well, that's but, just oh. it. Do
1: you know what though? Like that's th- sh- so extra. That's just so that's Ethel, so, yeah. isn't it? What, 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 yes, wouldn't yeah. you, if you were Ethel Merman and you'd done all these other films and were really famous for all this other stuff, like wouldn't you want to go out on something? totally mad Mm. like that
2: i guess as far as cameos go that was one of the better ones Mm. that i've seen i think
1: that's the best cameo in this whole film Mm. but i mean i'm biased because i'm you know a big musical theater nerd so but it's just a great
0: joke as well oh Mm. yeah yeah (laughs) just having her sing 15 seconds get sedated and then striker going war is hell (laughs)
1: so good and the guy who just had his leg wrapped around his head posing for the painting oh yeah no worries i'm just gonna just Whip my leg up behind my ear. Yeah, I really cracked. good
0: seeding of a visual joke with this absurd yeah. painting, and then there's a model for the exact painting. Again, just really, really well set up, and I, it, it's just one of those things that because it's essentially a sketch film, it's it's a collection yeah. of sketches. Yeah. It could be quite easy for this to be a bit of a a bit of a nothing film. Mm-mm. If the but for me for me at the very least, I don't know about you guys. I would say. 90% or more of those sketches land mm. and land like a proper mm, yeah. humorous laugh. Um, I, like Sometimes it's just like a, uh-huh, and sometimes it's genuinely, you, you can't contain it, even though you've seen, in my case, I've seen this film mm. quite a lot. I think they just do a really wonderful job.
1: I think the thing with it as well is that because there's so much crammed into the movie, it just keeps barreling on so you know, you don't, you almost don't want to stop because you're going to miss out on the next joke and then, you know, miss out on the next laugh sort of thing. But you don't, you don't really get a chance to stop. And if there is something that doesn't quite land with you, like two seconds later, there's something that's going to make Mm. you laugh. And I think that is a strength for this film Mm. in that it's just, you're always going for the next laugh again, again, again. Mm. It's just always moving and moving and moving and moving and moving.
0: Yeah. Um... One of the things which I, I suppose isn't as funny uh, was the was the autopilot. Autopilot. Uh, yeah, Otto the autopilot. Yeah.
2: Oh, the... I only just got that pun, autopilot. Yeah, yeah. As soon as it came up with okay. his name mm. on the
1: credits, I was like, uh huh, yep, got gotcha. yeah.
2: I was like, okay, cool. Well, that's probably an in joke, but no, it was a, a pun. And who would <laughs> thunk it's,
1: a pun in airplane? It's mm. it's 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 a wordplay. Yeah, no, I got it straight away. But also, like, I've got I've gotten a lot better at reading puns because I spent <laughs> a lot of time with this guy in the last <laughs> couple of years.
0: Um, but yeah, it, for me, it. it it, again, it was, its a fun joke having like a, an inflatable pilot that turns up, but
1: in the really awkward eye at the end, where I was like, the "Did they break it?" And then I was like, "Oh no, it's going to wink." There we go. Yeah, radio.
0: <laughs> but for me, those jokes fell um, a, a, a little flat this time. I—I I, I don't know if that's just because I, I maybe don't find inflatable people as funny i don't know Uh, it's a very niche comedy area Uh, sometimes it'll float sometimes not
1: well yeah and Uh, the whole you know having her um the inflatable thing at his belt buckle and then um the doctor comes in and kind of just goes oh i'm just gonna leave you to this and just leaves again mm. like that kind of thing i think if you were making this film now there's a lot of stuff that wouldn't be put in much the same with a lot of yeah, much, much the same with a lot of comedy from this kind of time period, from like the seventies in mm. particular, like mm. the seventies leading into the eighties. There's a lot of stuff that if you were going to make it today, it just, you just, it just wouldn't.
0: You probably wouldn't yeah. have the air as well playing with the uh, like traditional uh, beard and uh, rabbi scarf and things like that. No, yeah. unless
1: it was a Mel Brooks movie, maybe.
0: that's true but even then I think Mel well he doesn't really make movies anymore but even then I know (laughs) it's so sad I know still working on musicals though I know it's so brilliant Um, but yeah it's um yeah, I, I, there, there are a few jokes which are like, okay, you wouldn't, these maybe wouldn't happen. Um,
1: and I mean, even things like, you know, having the woman run past when everything's going crazy in the plane and it's like, and a woman runs past without a top on. And, you know, like things like that. People would get up in arms about that now.
0: I think I... It's very
1: much a product of its time. I and also I, yeah. think
0: maybe that that's not so much a, um, a people get up in arms thing about it. Mm. Although people probably potentially would. Oh, they would. I, I think it's also the fact that um, seeing a pair of breasts on the cinematic screen is is less yeah uh forgive the word titillating than it used to be um well because because it's more acceptable now (laughs) oh yeah well well
1: in a in a game of thrones world where we're used to seeing like hardcore sex scenes and nudity Mm. and torture and things on on you know tv yeah
0: whereas whereas in this film i think it it does actually work in just
1: like there's a certain Mm. despite the fact that it's like oh you know oh look this woman is is topless or you know jiggly boobs or all those kind of things there's there's also there's kind of an aura of almost like innocence around it in a sense
0: yeah it's, it's a little bit um it, it it does fit. it does have that. Youthful slight, naivety, po- that, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, youthful naivety. It's very much for a younger audience. Yeah. It's you know, the same uh the same reason I think that people enjoy the Monty Python films. Yes. There there is an absurdity to mm. to what is happening, although it's a very different comedic style. Same with a lot of what Mel Brooks does. There is like yes. there is an absurdity which is quite funny, but what Airplane I think does really well is plays to the seriousness of those disaster films. Yeah. Um Whereas
1: I think Monty Python is A lot of the time, very silly Mm. because you've got, well, I mean, uh, thinking about uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, which we looked at uh, quite a while ago for the podcast, um, you know, you've basically got Arthur, who's like the only straight character um, (laughs) and played by the gayest man, of course. Mm. um, And all the others are very silly in some capacity or other i mean maybe you know at times lancelot is a bit more of a straight man which also is funny because in the musical (laughs) he's he's a gay character he's a gay character so it's like (laughs) but isn't that an interesting kind of like yeah interesting dichotomy it's fun
0: uh do we have a favorite joke from this film starting with you dan is there a particular joke which stands out for you
2: um Oh, there are there are quite a few really good ones, but um, uh, for myself, um, I really liked the. Oh, I picked a bad time to quit drinking. Oh, I picked a bad time to quit cigarettes. Oh, I picked a bad time to quit methamphetamines. I mm-hmm. I adore the. All of the jokes, in Sniffing fact, which glue. become running gags, <laughs> which start yeah. as ones which you could just easily have as a throwaway one-off gag because it fits mm. the world and fits mm. the style so well. and It's like, oh, 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 yeah, funny. But then, oh, you're back to it. Oh, you're back to it. Oh we've gone this entire length of the film building up this this mm. stupid
0: running gag which we've just lent into the cockpit what is it it's a small room full of pilots that, exactly yeah, yeah. It's,
1: well it's a hospital it's a large it's a large that's building there's not important, with, right, that's right, not important now. right now yeah mm. no those kind of things
2: uh, but but my my favorite joke for this time round I, I didn't even remember it uh was the horse in the bed yeah, yeah. um <laughs> uh, what what was it that that pilot's uh wife's name oh captain over uh, yeah yeah Yeah, Captain Nova's uh, wife um, waking up and uh, the horse's head not only being in the bed, but attached to a live horse uh, who was clearly an actual horse under the covers lying next to her. Mm -hmm. And just the sheer difficulty of getting that shot (laughs) for that two seconds of dumb, stupid gag. Yeah. There's Very orange. impressive. Let That's yourself out.
0: Of... There's orange juice in the fridge. So good. Yeah. So good.
1: And she did it so deadpan with mm. live horse right there.
0: Ellen, mm. was there a favourite joke for you?
1: I agree with you about the visual puns thing. They were kind of the ones, because obviously there's so many great like one-liners and there's so many great kind of comedic bits where there's lots of back and forths. Um, but yeah, I would say probably my favorite one, partially because every time I forgot that it was a thing, then all of a sudden it would pop up again. I'd go, (laughs) and it's the drinking problem one. (laughs) It's just, it's just so simple. But the whole thing is, is that it starts off and it's like, the first time he does it, it's like, oh, that's a funny visual joke. And then he does it again another couple of times. And then you've almost forgotten about it at the end of the film. And then he's sitting up the back of the plane, like, oh no, I can't fly it and having his little moment of doubt. And then throws it in his eye again. And you're like, yeah, yeah, it's great.
0: (laughs) Uh, for myself, I really enjoy... Excuse me, Sarah, are you a doctor? And Leslie Nielsen's got a stethoscope in his ears. Yeah. Again. Yes, yes, I am. Uh,
1: again, the lovely visual jokes.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I also really enjoyed... Um, let's get some pictures, boys! And they just steal <laughs> all just the take pictures. And just the pictures off the walls, yeah. I love the journalists all running into the telephone booth and knocking it over. I love... Um, Oh, the calls for you on the white phone. He picks up the red phone, and the voice just goes, "No, the white phone." Oh, sorry.
1: Get, that kind of thing makes you wonder if maybe that was just like an like a mistake that was made, and then it was mm. like.
0: No, for me, I, I, I you read think, that. You think
1: that was scripted?
0: I think that has to be scripted. Yeah. The, the way it's being performed, I would say, no, mm. that's that's definitely scripted. I think it's a very deliberate thing. Mm. I really enjoyed uh, all of the um, the people trying to hand out for the various religious organizations just oh, getting slowly God. more and more beat up in the film. Not not because I have a particular issue with institutionalized religion. I just really enjoyed how <laughs> each character just got progressively more annoyed to the point where it was essentially just like an actually proper choreographed fight scene with Robert Stack as that Captain flip Rex That flip that he did,
1: oh yeah. my god! There's that bit where he just like grabs onto one guy and then like just like flips over the top of him, and I was like, oh, that was so good. Yeah. I don't even think he had wires on him. Holy crap! Mm. It was so- it was a really good fight. There was some really good fight choreography in this. You know, yeah. I'm quite impressed
0: yeah and I th- again i think it helps those jokes land as well because it's oh, it's yeah. it just you know it's that physical action well you can't step in the air the whole time mm. no uh, yeah pretty much i was um, gonna say something about
2: punchlines but that was
0: good
1: yeah,
2: yeah. uh crash positions
0: wonderful joke. Uh, yes. crash, ah! yeah. yeah um the woman who's panicking and you have all the people lining up just to shake her and start slapping her and then some of them have got weapons um the nun reading boy's life and the boy
1: reading oh,
2: nun's life. The magazine gags were so great. Yeah. What was
1: the What, what was the magazine at the beginning that I saw? Do, uh, what, the Do, the dom, 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 dominant weekly. There dom, was dominant women, dominant mm. woman. That's the and one. And then there was modern sperm, which is sperm. the one he yeah. picks up.
0: Yeah. Um, oh my word. Although the the one joke that I really want to touch on, and it leads into our uh, trivia section quite nicely, is mm. at the beginning of the film. Uh, you have. Um, the tannoy announcements at the airport where it's like the white zone is for loading and unloading only no the red zone is for loading and unloading only and it's the man and the woman's voice Mm. um and then they start arguing about the fact that she's pregnant and he wants her to have an abortion because they can't afford to keep the kid like this argument just keeps happening at the start of the film um for that argument the producers hired the same voice artists who made the real world announcements at Los Angeles international airport.
1: Oh, oh yes. that's so great. And
0: even better. They were a married couple in real life.
1: So <laughs> they actually were a couple. Oh, I'm sorry. Another visual joke that I just have to mention. And yeah. I think, I think you mentioned it as well, as we were watching it is the bit where they're talking about the baggage claim and it's the people coming out onto the baggage yes. claim thing. <laughs> that is so good. I was like, and you, I think you said something about, yeah, that would be much more, that would be a much more fun way to get the bags. And I was like, yeah, I, I could dig that. And it's just people, like, reading newspapers just coming down the chute and falling onto things. And that one guy who's like, everybody's falling on me. Like, what? Yeah.
2: The, this is, the reality <laughs> is on it. Not only are they going, yeah, this is normal, but when someone crashes onto them, it's like, oh, stop crashing onto me. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Absurdity it's and so realism right so there. So good.
0: Uh, In terms of some of the fun potential casting options, um, the studio originally wanted Dom DeLuise to play the part of um, the doctor that Leslie Nielsen ended up playing. Yeah, see, that's right. Dom Dom DeLuise as uh, Dr. Rummick, he's a comedian. It wouldn't have worked. Yeah, the the Zuckers and Jim Abrams were like, no, we we want serious actors. We want Robert Stack. We want uh, Leslie Nielsen. Mm. Um, And yeah, having Leslie Nielsen in there was fantastic and essentially gave him a second career because obviously he does frank drebin he ends up in some of the scary movies later on That's yeah, well right. let's
2: not disparage him so right after uh, complimenting him
0: well he still did a good part
2: he, oh no you're right you're yeah right. the films <laughs>
0: were bad he was okay yeah you're right um yeah no it was it was fun um the picture of the boy in the spinning newspaper with the headline "Boy Traps in Refrigerator Eats Own Foot" mm-hmm. um, is Billy Koch, who is the grandson of the producer Howard W. Koch. Um, he asked his grandson um, to just give him a picture of himself, so he got him his second grade picture um, from school and put it in the film without telling him. So, <laughs> so he would have been like, "Oh
1: my God, that's me."
0: Yeah. Sadly. Uh, Otto, the automatic pilot, is no more. Um, He disintegrated after spending several years in Jerry Zucker's garage.
2: I really thought you were about to say, sadly, the little boy is no more. He disintegrated.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I thought that's where you were going as well.
2: Oh, no, sorry. No, it's just the
1: autopilot blow up doll. That's fine. I'm glad that
2: that's that's what happened. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: Um, (laughs) David Letterman was originally considered for the role of Ted Stryker.
1: Oh, that's Again, no.
2: Oh, I nah, still know. Well, mm-hmm. when he,
0: while the uh, the directors liked his reading, Letterman himself was visibly uncomfortable at the idea of formally acting, and was very relieved when they didn't offer him the part. Um, so yeah, <laughs> they did actually show a clip of his audition on his talk show years later, and he was wow. very embarrassed. He he knew he wasn't a great actor. They just liked him because uh, obviously he was more of a mm. stand up at the time. Yeah. Uh, but obviously it uh, it didn't work out. Um, the woman applying the makeup to her face during the... Um, yeah, and then the, the green scene. bits yeah. and the... Like... Another great visual joke. That is uh, David and Jerry Zucker's mother, Charlotte. So, Aww. yeah. And then
1: when she gets off the plane, the mm. continuity is still perfect for the yeah. makeup. I was so impressed with that. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Again. Continuity. film,
2: continuity mm. paid attention to.
1: really Wonderful. good, Really good continuity. Apart now. from stuff that just, you know, appeared and disappeared. But, you mm. know, that was part... They, they were gags, so it was yeah. fine.
0: <laughs> now. Yes. My... Big bit of trivia that I really wanted to get to, mm-hmm. um, to do with potential castings. Okay. Okay. According to this actor, he turned down the role of Doctor Rummock and described it as a big mistake in his autobiography. Okay. This actor was Christopher Lee. <gasps>
2: oh my god! Oh, I was going to guess John Lithgow. <laughs> yeah. Oh Christopher man. Lee could
0: have been. Yes. <laughs> I'm a doctor. I am a doctor. Oh yes. my gosh. Mm.
1: Oh, that would have been so excellent. It would. And of course, Christopher Lee's like, "Oh, I wish I'd done this film." Mm.
2: <laughs> Fly me a plane worthy of Mordor. No,
1: man! So, I guess. what an excellent human being. Terrifying.
0: Mm.
1: Terrifying. Mm. This oh, is
2: what, what would you would you think he'd do a good job in this? Because he certainly has the has the
1: chops. I think I think he would have played it really interesting. And I mean, if you're thinking about like Christopher Lee in 1980 as well.
2: He did some comedies, yeah, and, uh, let's but not as well, talk but about
0: Wicker Man.
1: but as well, I feel like he would be able to play that real straight man kind mm. of thing and be and have that kind of gravitas behind him. It would be great,
0: so let's score the film. Uh, we'll start with you, Ellen, because this was your first time watching it. Now, of course, we know scores are objective and don't ultimately mean anything, but mm-hmm. we do it anyway. So what would you give airplane out of ten?
1: Oh, maybe. Five autopilots out of ten.
0: Ooh, You hurt me. You hurt me. With that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Know, I'm sorry. But this is
1: another one of those films where I feel like if I'd seen it as a kid, mm. I would have like that kind of nostalgia thing mm. with it. But because I don't have that, I'm looking at it objectively, um, like from where I am now, and mm. going, yeah, it's funny. I probably would have enjoyed it a lot more as a kid. Mm. I enjoyed it now, but I feel like I would have enjoyed it more back then. So that's and, okay. Yeah.
0: No. You you are in perfectly entitled to your opinion and your score but uh,
1: also i hate you and i'm never talking to you no again. <laughs> no no
0: i honestly i i perfectly agree i think if i was looking at this without my uh, nostalgia z- goggles my zucker tinted glasses um i would almost certainly look at this as being maybe a uh like a six or a seven out of ten that's not the score i'm giving it though uh dan what score would you give it
2: well uh actually actually i liked it better than than i remembered um they've picked a few references film-wise to, to mock that have turned out to be either either cult-remembered icons or, or just classic films that, that people remember. So it's not as dated as I had feared. Um, some of the quasi-sexist, quasi-racist sort of overtones of Oh, it, no, uh, I would
1: say it's definitely sexist and racist in, in parts. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
2: but <laughs> uh, I feel like a lot of, of it worked... I say in a confident tone, um, <laughs> because of the rest of the style of the film, how they yes. they lent so far into absurdity and so far into the honouring the the reality at the same time, mm. and they ne- they didn't really make fun of anyone except women. And it's only oh, half the population. Yeah. Down. It's okay. The
0: well, thing
1: is, is that, yeah, like the whole thing is, is that they were making fun of lots of different people. Mm. Everybody was getting fun made of them.
0: Yeah. I don't think this was particularly a film where they sat out to be like, well, this is a film where we're just going to denigrate women the whole time. I, I think it was... It's
1: the late 70s, to, early yeah, 80s. Yeah. To quote
0: Grandpa Simpson, it was the style at the time. Yeah. 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 But I, I don't know. I, I feel I feel like... um, It's a
1: product of its a, time.
2: Like a lot of the products of those times can mm. not... Go very well. Um, yeah. And you go, oh, it's a product of its time. As in, oh, let's stop talking about that. Yeah. But uh, but I feel like this one almost almost didn't do that because of the um, the commitment to the style of the humor. Uh, it it still did, but but I feel it was it was better handled. Mm. Um, so because of its uh, awesome style uh, and commitment to to both absurdity and reality simultaneously, I'm giving it seven out of ten autopilot.
0: Yes. Okay, um, it's basically my favorite comedy, um, really? so I'm not going to judge it fairly at all. There of are course you're not. there are certainly flaws in this. It's film. your
1: birthday episode. You can judge it however the hell you want.
0: Thank you. Um, <laughs> it, but okay, uh, objectively, it's 88 minutes. It's a tight film. They get in. They do a load of gags. They get out. I I really appreciate that it doesn't overstay its welcome. At least for me, it didn't. Mm. Um, I absolutely love all the acting it's a lot of people having a good time but not looking like they're very serious and believe in the reality of the world yes some of the jokes fall a bit flat yes some of them are dated with time Uh, maybe there it could have been maybe shot slightly better but I mean this was you know the Zuckers first proper film Um, I just really 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 like this film Mm. Um, so uh, I'm gonna have to give it 9 uh ever increasing in size leons out of ten. <laughs> uh in fact no nine and a half. It this is a nine and a half out of ten film wow. for me. So I would have given it an eight if Johnny mm. hadn't been there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Damn but, it, Johnny, ruining it mm. for everybody. But Dan,
0: Leon's getting larger. And there's a sale at Penny's. Nope, Stoneface folks at home, he is he is not laughing. I I believe that
1: translates over the
0: microphone. It certainly does. <laughs> Alright, well um Ellen and Dan, thank you very much for joining me on this birthday episode of the Cinema Catch-Up Club.
1: Thanks for having me. Mm-mm,
2: thank you. we we'll time.
0: And uh, for those of you listening at home, thank you two for joining us. Um, if you would like more, we have an entire back catalogue uh, where... Uh, I'm not just picking films I like. Uh, We we review quite a lot of different things uh, that are available for download on SoundCloud and on iTunes, so make sure that you uh, subscribe and like and share and tell your friends about it. Uh, And of course, if you've got suggestions for films that you'd like us to review, you can leave them at our Facebook page. Just search for The Cinema Catch-Up Club in Facebook. And we are also on Patreon. Uh, You can support us on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month, should you so wish. You can Choose more, if that's also to your liking. Uh, All the information is available at www.patreon.com forward slash ccucpodcast. And as always, for more information, go to thoughtjarproductions.com. But that is all for this week. So until next time, I just want to say good luck. We're all counting on you. (laughs) I just want to say, good luck. We're all counting on you. (laughs) You have been listening to a Thought Jar Productions podcast. For more information, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com. I just want to say, good luck. We're all counting on you.
1: <laughs> and see. <laughs>